This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We've been talking about a few issues that are particularly hazardous for an older population, and I'd like to welcome Mayor John Tory for his take. Hi, Mayor Tory. Hi, Libby. So, um, last week, the one thing that had our phones going absolutely crazy, of course, aside from Don Cherry, was the problem of the patchwork of sidewalk snow clearing in the old city of Toronto, where 18 percent or 1400 kilometers of sidewalk are not plowed by the city so we know that even one bit of sidewalk that's covered with snow and ice makes a whole street impassable for anyone with a disability or mobility issue or even a stroller so when i was talking to councillors mathlow and layton they pointed the finger at you mayor tory as as one of the main impediments so have a listen we have that it's available. They just don't want to spend the money. They don't want to come to council and ask for the money because our previous mayor, our current mayor, have given very direct indications to staff that they don't want to see an increase in their budget. And the problem is, is that I think that this mayor and the previous mayor and, and our city council has been sort of fine with the status quo because they don't want to improve the service standards. Okay, Mayor Tory, what, what do you say to that? Well, I'd say two things. Uh, first of all, and you were fair in saying that it's 18% of the sidewalks that we're not clearing. So I, I want to make sure people understand we are clearing 82% of the sidewalks. So 6,400 kilometers of sidewalks are cleared by sidewalk plows. The problem has not been over time. And I think that the, the, the two councillors, uh, Matlow and Leighton, and it's not the first time they would have done this. So they're being disingenuous in say, saying it's strictly a budgetary matter. The fact is, First of all, it relates to the history of the city where sidewalk plowing was something that was a feature of uh, uh, service delivered in the suburbs, if I can call it that, previous to amalgamation and not so much downtown. But secondly, and more importantly, in the context of fixing it, uh, it is the question of different kinds of equipment. Uh, people will know if they think about it for a minute, because everybody spent some time downtown, that the sidewalks are narrower and that there's a lot of different constraints compared to the more wide open uh, you know, situations that you have in the suburbs. And so when we said honestly that what we were going to do this year, and let, let's again look at the positive, is we were going to, to have a pilot project on 150 kilometers of sidewalk to see if the smaller machines we'd have to bring in, which we did last week, they were on television, people could see them, whether that was going to work for us or not, and what the cost was going to be. Again, I, I find that with some of the council colleagues, and the two that you had on are people that are, you know, do this often, they will get up and say we should pay for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. We should expand everything. We should double and triple and, and do everything. And they're, they're the, the people that they're speaking to that this radio station speaks to in many cases are the very people who tell us when they're on fixed incomes, pension incomes or whatever, that if we were increasing property taxes five and six percent a year, that they would uh, you know suffocate under that kind of increase and have to lose their home. And so my job is not to stand up and promise everything to everybody, which others do. My job is to find that balance. And I'm very 
much aware of the fact that it would be desirable if we could, uh, you know, plow more sidewalks. But I also am mindful of the fact, Libby, that we have a program uh, offered by the city to make sure for seniors and disabled people that you referred to, they can get their shoveling done. I'm also mindful of the fact, by the way, that there are lots of cities where there's no shoveling of sidewalks. It's done by people themselves. Um, and actually, in many of those cases, there are fines for not doing it. And I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that's a reality. Yeah, yeah the, the, the thing I wonder about, so there's kind of a bureaucracy to help people who need help. Uh, in the meantime, and, and this is, you know, conflating the issues, but we have all kinds of programs that spend all kinds of money that, that where we don't exactly know the outcomes. But here it seems pretty clear to me that, uh, you are preventing people from slipping and falling or being extra isolated in their homes. And, and there must be other costs. I mean, shoveling snow, you know, there are a, a large amount of heart attacks related to that when, when people run out and shovel their snow when they're not really in shape to. I'm mindful of all of those, uh, you know, points on all sides of, of issues like this. And one of the most difficult parts of being in public life, and I'm not trying to seek out anybody's sympathy, is you have to make decisions about how you allocate money. Because you see, the counselors you had on would be among those who would just say, you know, damn the torpedoes, increase taxes as much as you have to to do everything. And I, I, I just know that is not a feasible proposition. That, you know, we can't have to afford to have taxes go through the roof because some of the very same people you're talking about who would certainly, you know, be better off walking on a cleared sidewalk would be the very same people who would say, please don't increase my taxes to the point where I get forced out of my house. And so I'm not saying that it's one or the other, but I'm just saying that I can't afford to stand up and say, sure, why not? Uh, when first of all, and most practically speaking, we don't know if we even have the right equipment on the narrower sidewalks to get this done because we haven't been doing it ever before. And secondly, and we have to take into account, um, you know, uh, all of the different uh, considerations here. So uh, but the thing is that I think is so unfair about this is that rather than make a decision that I would consider to be irresponsible, which is before you know that you have the equipment that can get this done wherever you have to get it from, and that's what we proposed to do this year, and they were harshly critical of us doing a pilot project on 10% of the people, sidewalks that aren't plowed now, and we actually got the equipment in. People saw it on television arriving last week, so it's real, and we're doing this as opposed to standing up and saying, sure, we'll shovel all sidewalks right away when we know, we know the people who actually have to speak responsibly about this, that there isn't the equipment on hand at the moment uh, to to do that. And we're going to try it out. So, I, you know, I look, it's uh, if I sound a bit frustrated, I am just because they take the discourse off into this zone that sort of says somehow I'm the bad guy when what I'm trying to do is make decisions and not create false expectations, make decisions responsibly, take account of what I believe to be my my job, which is to both make the right decisions on things from the standpoint of safety and all the rest, but at the same time to make the right decisions that involve the proper management of the city's finances. Okay, we, we don't think you're a bad guy. Um, just uh, before you we don't. go, and Superintendent Scott Baptist is waiting yep. patiently uh, yep. to go on. So what is your view, uh, Chief Mark Saunders? has basically reversed himself and said, oh, we need enforcement to make Vision Zero work, but it'll cost a million bucks a year. He's going to the police services board uh, with this proposal. What's your view? 
Well, let me correct the way it actually happened. The city council said that it wanted to see some enforcement efforts undertaken as part of Vision Zero, and we said we would put up the money to make that happen on the basis that is proposed in the report. And in fact, it was a decision of the police before I was mayor to actually wind down or reduce some of those operations over time uh, on on traffic enforcement. But and this this is where though you know the dots get all connected. I do support the fact that over time, it doesn't matter. Matter what size unit you create, if you create a unit with 500 police officers in it to go out, they're not going to be able to be on every street corner, at every stop sign, every intersection, and along every straightaway to stop speeding and distracted driving. And so the police service, and with my complete support, took the decision and the police board that we would rely more on technology, red light cameras, photo radar, and so on, to do what is frankly a more effective job in a way, just because you can cover a lot more places. Not more effective because police officers are letting down the side, but just because you can put more red light cameras and uh, photo radar machines in place than you can police officers at a time when police officers have their hands full. So here we are. We are now going to, assuming the police board approves it next week, and I'll be voting for it, reestablish a unit specifically dedicated uh, to this kind of enforcement on the streets. I think that's a good thing to do. Um, and uh, so we'll go from there. But I think in the long term, the answers are going to rest, first of all, with people just deciding they're going to change their own behavior and not speed and not distracted drive and not go around corners without paying attention, uh, and secondly, on technology to help us enforce the law. Okay. Mayor John Tory, thanks so much for being thanks. with us. Okay, Libby. Bye-bye now. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.